We are now uh, in chapter seven of Proverbs. If you're joining us for Bible study for the first time, we do verse by verse um, uh, study. And so we are in Proverbs chapter seven. Uh, I would advise anyone to go back to the um, uh, the Buzzsprout page or look us up on Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that stuff, Impact Fellowship, and you'll be able to listen to all the past ones, um, uh, uh, Bible studies and lessons uh, and stuff there. And so we're going to pick up Proverbs chapter seven, verse one. It says, follow my advice, my son, always treasure my commands, obey my commands and live. Watch this, guard my instructions as you guard your own eyes. He says, tie them on your fingers as a reminder, write them deep within your heart. Now, don't don't forget, this is not like the first time he's talked about follow my advice, cling to my commands. This happens over and over and over again because there's an emphasis here in Proverbs about, about getting wisdom and, and, and but but holding on to it that 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 you know uh, uh that as you hit that there are things that will distract you and things that will stop you from walking in wisdom and a lot of times those things aren't necessarily outside stuff a lot of times it's inward stuff you know if we look if we're determined enough there's nothing on the outside that can or external that can stop us from doing things that we are dead set on doing a lot of times what stops us is the stuff on the inside. And he is pleading over and over and over again in Proverbs. As you read back in chapter one, you're going to see over and over and over again to follow the advice, to obey the commands, to guard my instructions. Watch this. this verse four. He says, love wisdom like a sister. This is another thing that we see to pursue wisdom, to love wisdom, to cherish wisdom, to cry out for wisdom, make insight a beloved member of your family. I'm reading from the NLT. It says, let them protect you from an affair with an immoral woman. Now, remember, we're talking about this as far as being written uh, in a male-dominated society, immoral woman or immoral man, the same situation. He says, from listening to flattery of a promiscuous woman. While I was at the window of my house, looking through the curtain, I saw a young, naive young, uh, I saw some uh, naive young men, one in particular who lacked common sense. Remember the, 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 the emphasis, even in earlier chapters, on how God will give wisdom, how God gives the righteous, it said, sound judgment or sound wisdom. That's common sense. Uh, and, and so now, even as he's given this wisdom, he's telling this story. He was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman, strolling down the path by her house. It was twilight in the evening. As as deep darkness fell, the woman approached him, this, uh, seductively dressed in, uh, in sly of heart. She was brash, rebellious type, never content to stay at home. She is often in the streets and markets, soliciting at every corner. She threw her arms around him and kissed him with a brazen look. She said, I've made my peace offerings and fulfilled my vows. You're the one I was looking for. I came out to find you and here you are. My bed is spread with beautiful blankets and colored sheets of e- Egyptian linen. I perfumed my bed with, with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink our fill of love until the morning. Let us enjoy each other's caress. For my husband is not home. He has gone away on a long trip. He has taken a wallet full of money with him and won't return until later this month. So she seduced him with her pretty speech and enticed him with her flattery. He followed her at once like an ox going to the slaughter. He was like a stag caught in a trap awaiting an arrow that would pierce its heart. He was like a bird flying into a snare. Remember, he talked about uh, how wisdom will be. You'll be like a bird escaping a snare. He says, little knowing it would cost him his life. So listen to me, my sons, pay attention to my word. Don't let your heart stray away towards her. Don't wander down her wayward path, for she is the ruin of many, and many men have been her victims. Her house is the road to the grave. 
her bedroom is the den of death. And this is not the first time he's talked about this or compared um, uh, compared this um, it, as you read through Proverbs. And that's chapter seven. All right, chapter eight. Here we go. Talking about wisdom. He says, listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as wisdom raises her voice. Now, remember, we spent a lot of time in the first four or five chapters dealing with how he calls this out. And so if you hadn't heard that, you may want to go back. I don't, I don't want to spend too much time revisiting that. You can go back uh, to hear those. Verse two, on the hilltop along the, the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads by the gate at the entrance of the town. On the road leading in, she cries aloud. I call to you, to all of you. I raise my voice to all people. You simple people, says what? Use good judgment. You foolish people, show some understanding. Listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. Everything I say is right, for I speak the truth and detest every kind of deception. This is him speaking as far as this is what wisdom is crying out. He says, my advice is wholesome. There's nothing uh, uh, devious or crooked in it. My words are plain to anyone with understanding, clear to those with knowledge. Choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold. Watch this. For wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with it. And again, don't forget, it was it was it was Solomon when he was made king of Israel who said, "I am young and I have no clue what to do." We read this in the introduction, and 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 so God, and so he was in a, he had this dream, and he says, "God just grant me wisdom," and God made him wise, and he blessed him with material things. And so this watch this is this is Solomon who is number one, the wisest man on earth, and and also at this point the richest. And he says that the wisdom that was given to him from God is worth more than anything material that he can have. He says nothing you can desire can compare with it. And he knows because he has both. I see you see here. He says, I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. Here we go. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. Common sense and such belong to me. Insight and strength are mine. Because of me, kings reign and rulers make decrees. Rulers lead with my help and nobles make righteous judgment. I love all who love me. Again, speaking for wisdom. Those who search will surely find me. And again, we cannot emphasize this point enough. It's funny because in the beginning of Proverbs, we talked about this and compared it to what Jesus said when he says, ask and you shall um, and, and, and you should find seek and you should find asking and, and knocking the door will be open like like there's nothing hidden from us. And if there's one thing that we can get from 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 Proverbs is the fact that there isn't anything that God is trying to hide from us. There's nothing that God is trying to keep secret from us. There is nothing that he is trying to trying to trying, trying to keep from any of us that 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 all we have to do is what is ask. And all we have to do is believe, even for wisdom, even wisdom for specific situations. Sometimes there are things that we go through at work, not quite sure what to do. There are situations with families. I see you, Tracy, not quite sure what to do. There are situations that go on with our finances, and we have no clue how to handle them. Have we taken the, taken the time to sit back and ask God? And I know this sounds like a super spiritual answer, but sometimes that's what it takes. Have we taken the time? Because you can call me, Pastor, I need help. You can call Tanya, call Nisi. You can call Brian. You call all these people and try to figure out what does someone else say about it. Have we taken the time to just ask and find, to seek and find, to knock and will the door be open? That those who search will surely find me. Have I taken the time? I I see you, Jason. I'm going to slow down. Have we taken the time, watch this, to search? Because it says, those who search for me will surely find me. I have riches and honor, verse 18, and as enduring wealth and justice. My gifts are better than gold, even the purest of gold. 
my wages better than sterling silver. I walk in righteousness in the path of judgment. Those who love me inherit wealth. Watch those who love wisdom. Listen, too busy chasing after wealth, but says if you just if you if you pursue wisdom, it says those who love wisdom, watch this, will what inherit wealth, will find their treasuries. The Lord formed me from the beginning before he created anything else. I was appointed. Listen, he's talking about wisdom. I was appointed in ages past at the very first before the earth began. I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth their waters, before the mountains were formed, before the hills I was born. Remember, we talked about this, how sometimes we we like we'll pray and say, oh, I need more faith. I need more faith. But Jesus says, if you just have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountain. Are we asking for the right thing? Are we, you know, we, we, he's given all of us the measure of faith is what the Bible says, but should we be seeking after wisdom, the wisdom that comes from above? Faith is, be- well, faith is, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is believing without, like, I believe, it says those who come to God must what, have faith, right? Must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I see you, Brian. And so that's faith, that the belief that God is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Even if I don't see it, I, I live by faith. I walk by faith in God, right? But seeking wisdom gives, see, we get the knowledge and the wisdom of how to apply it. We walk that out practically in our lives. And so I, and so I was say, well, just have faith to believe, Jason, and have faith. In, yes, faith, faith, faith. Absolutely. We, we live, the just shall live by faith. But that doesn't exclude wisdom. And here we are asked to pursue and chase and listen to wisdom that you, I see you see here, that you, listen, you can get wisdom for your daily life, for for a life, for things that you go through today. You can seek God for wisdom and to be led, watch, I'm telling you, Val, if Val knows this, to be led by the Holy Spirit, moment by moment, decision by decision, choice by choice. And now again, we have the faith, we have the wisdom and can be led. But it is also, this is, a, we don't like to talk about this. We talked about self-control last week. We don't like to talk about obedience. It, listen, the Holy Spirit is not going to make you do something. He said, we'll, the Bible said that he will reveal all things to us, right? All truths to us and will instruct us in the way we should go. But you have to what? Oh, there are those things that, 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 that aren't as attractive to talk about. But when we talk about self-control and we talk about obedience, to the Father and obedience to his word and obedience to the Holy Spirit. That's where we, we see that wisdom uh, starting to bear fruit in our lives when we do the things that we've been um, uh, uh, told to do. Before the mountains were formed, this is verse 25, before the hills I was born, bef- uh, before he had uh, made the, the earth and fields, uh, the first handfuls of soil, I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizons of the ocean. Uh, I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established springs in the deep earth. I was there when he set limits of the seas so that they would not spread beyond their boundaries. I think it was Crystal who talked about she. Uh, oh no, it was it was Denise. It was Nisi. I think Nisi said a couple a couple of weeks ago when she came over to help pack the food for the homeless uh, one Sunday morning. I said she took some time just to breathe. She went down by the ocean and was just amazed about how you got all this water, but it only comes up to a certain point and then it stops and goes back and then the waves come in and it goes back and you got high tides, you got low tides, you got all this stuff and said that it all has a certain limit that it would not spread beyond their boundaries. This is Solomon talking about wisdom there from the foundations. It says, and when he marked off the earth's foundations, I was the architect at his side. 
we're talking about wisdom and I'm just reading the Bible. He says, I was, I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence and how happy I was with the world he created, how I rejoiced, rejoiced with the human family. And so my children, listen to me for all who follow my ways are joyful. Listen, he said, look, for all who follow the ways of wisdom are joyful. Listen to my instructions and be wise. Do not ignore it. Because there, there it is again. You can you can hear the instruction. You can get wisdom. Wisdom can be right in front of you and can choose to ignore it. We talked about that last week. How sometimes we can have beloved family members who we've tried to help, who we've tried to give wisdom to, who we've prayed for, and wisdom all around them. And they still choose to ignore it. Verse 34 says, joyful are those who listen to me, watching for me daily at my gates, waiting for me outside my home. Whoever finds me, talking about wisdom, finds life. Watch, watch this. Y'all want favor? He says, verse 35, whoever finds me, what finds wisdom, finds what? Life and receives favor from the Lord. My goodness to be able to get that wisdom. I see you, Tracy, and walk in wisdom is to find life and to receive favor from God. But those who miss me injure themselves. We talked about that, self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, If you know tennis, you've got those, you, uh, you've got those faults, your, your own errors. And it's like, and, so, and you can lose points because you hit the ball wrong. And so you've got those self-inflicted wounds. How they, It says injure themselves. All who, watch this wisdom, all who hates me, it says loves death. Oh, we moving right now because we read the Bible. We did a really good job the first few chapters setting this whole thing up. Watch this, Ver, uh, chapter nine. We're in chapter nine, verse one. Wisdom has built her house and she craves its seven columns. She has prepared a great banquet mixed with wines and set the table. She has sent her servants to invite everyone to come. Again, this is an explain, a very eloquent and poetic explanation, but an explanation about how wisdom is available to everyone. That look, everybody on this call, from Crystal to Karen to Latasha to Charmaine, there's not one Jason. There's not one person on this call, Mike, who cannot have access to godly wisdom if they want it. Who can? Who couldn't have? Solomon says it is open to all. We read it in James, where it says that if anyone who lacks wisdom, you don't have to be ashamed of lacking wisdom. If you lack wisdom in any situation that you're facing, in, in, you can literally ask God for it. And the Bible says in James that He gives it freely. And so it says she calls out from the heights overlooking the city. Come in with me. She urges. Watch this, verse four. Come in with me, she urges the simple. Look, some of us have people in our lives, and if we honest, if we honest, because this has been us at times too, that are simple-minded. And what happens if, as opposed to getting frustrated with the simple-minded, we decided to pray for them and pray that they come in contact with wisdom, that they walk along, that, that somehow somebody with some wisdom comes across this person, as opposed to getting so frustrated with them. And, and here's the thing, because I can remember that there was a time in my life where I was simple-minded. And if it wasn't for the people in my life praying for me, that I would not have come across. And watch this. There are times in my life now where, I, if I could be, look, let's be honest, where I still act simple-minded. I see, Sierra said, hey, Amen. When I said I still act simple minded, it's okay. I'm not even gonna be mad at that. I'm, I'm not gonna be better that you said that. Watch this. When, and, there, and there are times, watch this, where I still act simple minded. And if it isn't for the prayers of the people around me, if it isn't for the prayers of Karen, if it isn't for the prayers of Jalisa, I will still act simple minded. And so sometimes we need to learn, watch. Pray, look, God, when I start acting stupid, God, when I start acting simple, 
please, please make me at least wise enough to know that I'm doing the wrong thing and, and let wisdom always surround me. We, remember, we talked about it in Proverbs earlier, how we talked about wisdom is our protection, that wisdom guards us and wisdom guides us. And when I start acting simple-minded, y'all need to go back to, 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 the, to the sermon page and listen and, and, and listen to that to the sermon. What was it called? I will not act a fool. Like we need to, we need to make sure that, that as we walk in wisdom, that the same way Daniel handled, handled the fact that said with wisdom and discretion, that I can handle something with wisdom and discretion when I start to act simple-minded. It says what? Come in with me. She Wisdom urges the simple. Please let me help you. Please let me guide you. I Listen, if, if we learn anything from Proverbs, and this is, this is a lesson that I've never learned before out of Proverbs, and still we start, until we started reading verse by verse, and this is why I love the way we do Bible studies, is that, is that wisdom, wisdom is begging the simple, that we do not have to stay simple-minded. We do not have to stay helpless. We do not have to stay hopeless. That, that we, look, the same way that we are pursuing God, we serve a God that is pursuing us. Listen, that because and the thing about it is that God never tires of pursuing us. We wake up some mornings, I see you see here, and we just don't feel like it sometimes. That's right, Brian, it's a choice. We wake up some mornings and we ain't feeling it. I listen, I always sometimes I'm not talking about myself, a Charmaine. I know sometimes Charmaine wake up and Charmaine ain't acting safe. I know because look, Charmaine's man is godmother. And I, I know for a fact sometimes Charmaine get up and Charmaine ain't following Jesus. But that's all right because it, look, look, but God pursues her. We used to sing a song. We used to sing a song at a church that I went to when I was young. He said, You did not wait for me to cry out to you, but you let me hear your voice calling me. And so, and so it wasn't the fact that 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 I was so perfect that it, it, the Bible says that it is God working in us for the will to do. And to, to, to want to and to do his good pleasure, that it is even God who allows us to hear him calling us at times when we want to close our ears to him. Have you ever been through a situation and life has been hard and you want to close your ears to wisdom and you want to close your eyes to wisdom, but there is still the fact that the Holy Spirit inside of us will still allow us to hear God's voice calling us that he didn't wait for us to draw near to him, that it was him who came down to heaven and wrapped himself in humanity and decided to die for us. He didn't wait, listen, and didn't wait for us to get our life right in order for us to be adopted into his family. We preach it about salvation here, that he didn't wait for us to decide, that he said, no, 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 you don't have to get your life right. Watch this, I'm gonna accept you the way you are, as trashy as you can be, Rick, I'm gonna accept you right now. As, as, as messed up as you are, I'm going to accept you right now. And after you accept me, watch this. We're going to work this thing out. We're, while we were yet sinners, that's what the Bible, Brian, Brian is preaching. It says, the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. He said, I'm going to die for you. And when you choose me, don't wait till you get your life together. Choose me now. Watch this. Because even if you tried to get your life together, you couldn't get it together. So choose me now. And we're going to work this thing out as we walk along. And I know every mistake you're going to make. I know every bad decision you're going to make. I know every wrong turn you're going to make. But as Crystal's favorite Bible verse says, but I have a way of making all things work together for your good. And watch this, even the bad mistakes, even the wrong turns, even this and that, I'm going to still make all, and watch this, and I'm going to work it all out. And at some point in time, at some point, you are going to be conformed into the, this is Bible. I'm just, I'm just teaching Bible. He says that, and you will be conformed, Karen, to the very image 
of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to use all your imperfections and working you out through all those things to turn you into. Listen, I'm going to use all of your sins to turn you into the image of someone who knew no sin, who did no sin. And he still loves you. Listen, and Tracy, and, 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 and the crazy thing is, and there's nothing we can do to be more loved by God. And there's nothing we can do to be less loved by God. He, lo- he loves us the same, knows everything about us and, and still chose to die knew that there would be those who would deny him and still chose to do it for the for the for the ones who would accept them. And don't even do not the way to get yourself together accept me and we're going and we're going to work all that out. All right, here we go. I don't know, I forgot where we were. Uh sister those who well, here we, okay, yeah. Come in come in with me it says she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment she says, "Come eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways behind." Here we go. And begin to live, learn to use good judgment. Listen, that is, y'all better highlight that in your Bibles, right? Take a picture of it or something if you're online or whatever, and, and, and write that on an index card and post it on your, and on your mirrors in the bathroom or on your dashboard in your car or, or in a book or a journal or something that what? Leave your simple ways behind. What does 2 Corinthians 5 17 say? It says that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have been passed away. Behold, all things are new. That I can, watch this, that I, I don't have to remain simple-minded. I can leave, even if I'm not simple-minded, sometimes we're not simple-minded. We just have simple-minded ways. He says, leave your simple ways behind. And then, and, and what? And begin to live. Every moment is a moment where you can begin to live. You can wake up tomorrow and say, the mistakes I made yesterday, I'm not making today. And if I make them today, I am determined that I'm going to continue to what? To move forward. That I can what? Begin to live. And so he says what? He says, leave your simple ways. And and then what? And begin to live. Watch this. And I can do what? I can learn to use good judgment. Oh, we just read in the Bible. We are just verse by verse. We read it. Verse seven. Anyone who rebukes a mocker, a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. Son, watch the, watch the So, so don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you. You ever ask somebody, you try to help somebody and all they want to do is, <laughs> and they just get mad at you. And all you try to do is help. Watch this. But correct the wise and they will love you. Isn't it funny how wise people accept that kind of treatment, even if that first is hard to hear, because sometimes hearing the truth about yourself is hard to hear it. But if you're wise, you will hear that correction and you will love the one who did what? Who corrected you. Instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. Fear the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. We heard this before in Proverbs. Knowledge of the Holy One results in what? Good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days. We talked about the, the verse where it says uh, 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 that, that wisdom will protect you, that wisdom guards you. It add, What it says in verse 11, add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be the, you will be the one to benefit. Well, say it again. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. Verse 13, the woman named Folly is brash. She is ignorant and doesn't know it. She sits in a doorway on the heights overlooking the city. She calls out to men going by who are minding their own business. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, stolen water is refreshing. A food eaten in secret tastes better. But little do they know that the dead are there. Her guts, her guests, excuse me, are in the depths of the grave. 
I think we can get one more chapter in here, guys. I think we get one more in here for Bible study. Um, just stick with me. I see you see it. Thank you for the thumbs up. We can get one more in. Here we go. Uh, yeah, because Abbott Elementary doesn't come on till nine. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, <laughs> chapter ten, verse one. Um, here we go. Verse one. The Proverbs of Solomon. As a wise as a, as a wise child. Oh, and by the way, even with this, like remember, we talked about how how the way. Uh, Proverbs is written. It's just a bunch of short sayings. Like we just came from um, a, a chapter where there were longer periods of, of of methodical thought, but but most of the book is just you know why. And so this is not written as one kind of like whole book that has one constant theme or storyline. I should say throughout the entire thing, it's just these bits of wisdom chopped up. And so you'll see the Proverbs of Solomon because they're like collections of his sayings and you know and, and, and him writing these things down. Until we get to the final two chapters. It was either Solomon using a different pen name or it was two different individuals writing the last two chapters. Uh, anyway, so uh, chapter 10, verse one, the Proverbs of Solomon. A wise child brings joy to a father. A foolish child brings grief to a mother. Tainted wealth. And again, so these are quick hitters. Tainted wealth has no lasting value, but right living, here we go, can save your life. Tainted wealth has no lasting value but right living can save your life. Verse three, the Lord will not let the godly go hungry, but but he refuses to satisfy the craving of the wicked. Listen, these are verses that you can say to yourself when you're going through something. And some of us have lived through that and might even be living through it now, that it has been our testimony for the last couple of weeks or the last couple of months or throughout the, the, the lasting uh, of the pandemic in 2020 or losing a job or through this recession and high gas prices and high food prices, that we will say the, that God has not let me go hungry. That the Lord will not allow the godly to go hungry, but he refuses to satisfy the craving of the wicked, the cravings of the wicked. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. And this is what's so funny. Like the Bible ain't anti-work. We can see this throughout, even in the New Testament, in James, they talk about that. Like the Bible is not anti-work. You, 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 you want something? Work. Like work for, like work. Like that's, that's a biblical principle. A, a wise youth, I see you here, a wise youth, youth harvest uh, in, uh, in the summer, but one who sleeps during harvest is disgraced. The godly, again, that's talking about work. The godly are showered with blessings. The words of the wicked concealed violent intentions. Happy are the memories of the godly, but the name of the wicked person rots away. So you see this, 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 this um, kind of back and forth dialogue he's doing poetically here with the righteous such and such, but the wicked such. The godly this, but the wicked that. The wise are glad to be instructed. Here we go. The wise are glad to be instructed, but babbling fools fall flat on their faces. People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. People who wink at wrong cause trouble, but a bold reproof promotes peace. That's talking about correction. The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. He said that once before. Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. Wise words come from the lips of people with understanding, but those lacking sense will be beaten with the rod. Wise people treasure knowledge, but the babbling of a fool invites disaster. The wealth of the rich is for, is their fortress. The poverty of the poor is their destruction. The earnings of the godly enhances their lives, but evil people squander their money, what? On sin. People who accept discipline are on the path to life. 
It is amazing to me how he talks so much about being able to be corrected, able to accept discipline, able for someone to come beside you, even for Charles to come to me and say, Rick, you wrong about this. For Latasha to be able to go to Charmaine, to be able for Jaleesa to go to Karen and say, hey, look, you may want to reconsider what you're doing in this area. And it says, if you are wise, you will accept discipline, will accept. They says people who accept discipline are on the pathway to life, but those who ignore correction will go astray. Hiding hatred makes you a liar. Slandering others makes you a fool. Too much talk leads to sin. Watch this. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. I don't even have to explain. I don't have to go. I don't have to expand on that. I don't have to preach that more. Y'all already know. Sometimes the best thing you can do is not say anything. Listen, there's a time and a place for everything. Sometimes you got to say what you got to say. Sometimes you got to let the truth be told. But he says, sometimes it is the, I see that Brian. He says, well, sometimes it is sensible. He says, too much talk lead to sin. Be sensible. Be sensible, right? And says what? And keep your mouth shut. He says, the words of the godly are like sterling silver. The heart of a fool is worthless. The words of the godly may encourage many, but fools are destroyed, watch this, by their lack of common sense. I have literally heard preachers preach against common sense. They say common sense ain't faith, common sense, and it's not from God. It's like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Like when you're driving your car and and the gas tank is on E, you go to the gas station because you're operating common sense. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't have to, faith doesn't eliminate common sense. Now, if there's something that makes sense to your natural mind, but faith is telling you otherwise, you it always trumps it, but it doesn't negate it at all. I mean, that's it's, it's in the Bible. And so verse 22, the, watch this. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Doing wrong is fun for a fool, but living wisely brings pleasure to what? The sensible, the fear of the wicked will be fulfilled. The hopes of the godly will be granted. When the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly have a a lasting foundation. Lazy people irritate their employers like vinegar to the teeth or smoke in the eyes. The fear of the Lord lengthens one's life, but the years of the... Sierra laughed at that one about the employer. Now watch this. But the fear of the Lord lengthens one's life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. The hopes of the godly result in what? Happiness. But the expectations of the wicked come to nothing. The way, watch this, the way of the Lord is a stronghold to those with integrity. Watch this, but it destroys the wicked. Says the way, watch this, the way of the Lord is both a stronghold to the integrity, to those with integrity, but the way of the Lord also what? Destroys the wicked. Says the godly will never be disturbed but the wicked will be removed from the land. Listen, these are things that we can quote to ourselves in the morning. The way of the Lord is my stronghold. The the godly will never, I will never be disturbed. That I can go through my day and no matter what comes my way, whether it's from family, whether it's from the craziness in my own head, whether it's from work, that I can go through my day and say, the godly will never be disturbed. I will not be disturbed. The way of the Lord is my stronghold. That we can repeat these things. Listen, sometimes we go through things that are so serious that we, listen, we that, it, that it's an all hands on deck situation. That we have to repeat these things and say these things and speak this stuff to it. The Bible calls it building ourselves up in our most holy faith. That sometimes 
when you are you got to speak it to yourself you got to speak it out loud uh, there was a song i think it was donna lawrence that sometimes you have to encourage yourself that sometimes there isn't somebody who's going to text you back or someone's not we listen we got to stop blame look because we do sometimes we got to stop blaming the saints for not being available to you 24 7 that's that, listen i've and, and this is going to be this is true for impact there is enough god and brian there's enough Denise, uh, God and Denise. There's enough God and everybody on Jalisa and all these calls that that if you call me and I pick up the phone, thank God. But if you call me and I'm watch and I'm on the golf course, I'm not picking the phone up. There's a while we while we at church. You, there's enough Holy Spirit being preached here. There's enough Bible preached here to where you can encourage yourself that you can write. I'm always going to be available if I'm available. Jason's going to pick up the, Brian's going to preach to you. But there are times at two o'clock in the morning where you can't reach anybody. And that is not the church's fault. It is not Crystal's fault that she's asleep. It is not Denise's fault that she's getting rest. There's a, because what happens is, watch this. The Bible says that there's one mediator between God and man, and that is Jesus Christ. And so you cannot blame your pastor. Do not not blame your elders. It's one thing to never be connected and to never pray with and never talk. We ain't talking about that. We're talking about the, the fact that we have developed saints who are more lean, who lean more on people than they lean on God. And I'm going to tell you one thing, one thing's for sure about impact. You ain't going to be leaning on me. Watch this, because you're going to call me and we're going to pray. And then you may call me and I may not be able to answer the phone. But you know what you're going to still do? You are going to talk to your heavenly father and your heavenly father is going to talk to you because the time comes when you meet him face to face. He's not going to ask you about how come you he's not going to tell you, hey, Tanya. Go talk to Rick, and then Rick will relate to me. No, it's going to be you and him. And 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 it is much. Watch this. It is much. It is much more my job uh, uh, as a pastor to lead us to a place to where you have. You don't need a relationship with me in order to get to God. You want to get to God for yourself, and that's what. And 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 that's what we do here. And you can repeat this to yourself because sometimes you're going to have to encourage yourself. Sometimes you're going to have to tell yourself, "I will never be disturbed." The way of the Lord is a stronghold for me. Watch this. The mouth of a, the godly person gives what wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off. And we, are, we I got, I just got to say it one more time. I'll get to this. I'll get to this last verse that Latasha is going to have a relationship with God for herself. Mike has a relationship with God. Jason's going to have everybody in everybody associated and attached to impact will have a relationship with God for themselves because sometimes, and sometimes preachers and stuff, they get these big heads because people are attached to them and people will wear them out. And it's like, well, you need to stop making people dependent on you and you need to tell them you need to be dependent on God. That's why when we have impact, we, and when we, when we used to meet face to face, you know, and whenever we decide to get back to it, we, when we, y'all, Michael tell you, uh, Sierra tell you, uh, Denise will tell you, Charmaine will tell you, we'll meet in the room. We don't have the sound system. We don't have the light show. We don't have the fog machine. We don't have the comfortable pews. We don't have that. We have a room and we have God in the room and we, and, 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 and we worship him together and we, and we, and we learned the Bible simple. We don't need all the, all the accessories. We, we, we keep, because we become lenient on the accessories. Well, now I can't worship until they sing the song that I like. Well, I can't lift my hands unless it's the specific praise and worship leader. I only like when Sierra sang that song. I, and we got all this stuff. It ain't got nothing to do with our relationship with God. We become dependent on people. We become dependent on professionals. We become dependent on performances. And we do not become dependent on the word. There is no reason why I have to be a stylist preacher or why I got to hoop and holler and I got to strategize how I'm going to get you hooked in with the sermon. We should be able to do what we're doing right now. Open up the Bible and read it. 
and let the word do what the word does. I'd much rather have a congregation that way who knows how to open up this Bible and read it for themselves and know how to pray for themselves. And by the way, and, and like I said, and when you need Denise and you call Denise, Denise to answer the phone, Latasha will pray for you. I know Brian will pray for you. I'll, look, Charmaine will do the same thing, but we cannot, we can, we need to build saints that are dependent on the one true God that understands that there is one me. Listen, the Jesus already said, listen, when Jesus left, he told them, I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to leave you, the, and he's going to lead and guide you into all truth. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and he will do it. I'd much rather you lean on the Holy Spirit than to lean on me. All right, let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Here we go. Uh, verse 32. It says, the lips of the godly speak helpful words, but the mouth of the wicked speak perverse words. All right, y'all, we done. We done. So don't forget, there's no there's no uh, church on Zoom this Sunday because we're feeding the homeless. If anybody wants to feed the homeless with us, um, uh, uh, let me know. Uh, just leave because if you leave your email address or or something in the chat box, um, or to be honest with you, everybody on this call me. There's some people who I I know, but this this is Tanya's and Tracy's and Crystal's and Sierra's church. I I don't know any of you guys. No, I do. I know. I know. I know most of you. But I'm saying, and so reach out to whoever you know if you want to help feed the homeless. You can meet us at the house, uh, and you can help pack. We we meet at eight o'clock to help pack up food, uh, and then we're down at McPherson Square at 10 a.m. Uh, feeding. And so on those Sundays we don't do church. That's what it's the thing that we do. We call it showing up as the church instead of showing up at church. I wish I came up with that, but there's a there's a pastor in London who I had the pleasure of speaking with about five or six years ago, I think before I even did, before we even did impact. And he was saying that he, that he, that he was taxed with taking over a dying church in a neighborhood that had crime and poverty. And he said, let's stop showing up at church. He said, we're not, we're not coming in this building anymore. People, we're going to stop showing up at church and we're going to show up in this neighborhood as the church. And what, what, and he said that it turned things around and, and, and now it's a, you know, thriving community and, and crime is low, poverty. And he said, because we just decided that instead of having church service, we were going to be a church serving. And 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 that is one of the foundations of impact. And so we don't have church on the Sunday. We don't have church service on the Sundays we serve the homeless. We're church, we're church serving. And so um, uh, just uh, hit me up if you want to be a part of that this coming Sunday. Next Wednesday, we'll be back on uh, the Zoom call to uh, jump back into uh, Proverbs. And I guess we'll be at... Um, We'll be at chapter um, uh, 11. All right, guys, let's uh, let's let's pray. 